Edmonton. Let's do this. Strudwick is in there with Chris King, and this is going on for a while. He's whoa, a good left hand there, and down went King. This is the Jason Strudwick Show. Now he scrambles away from one hit. Look, unfortunate deep one for the end zone. Thalen is down there. Oh, he got it! He got it! He got it! On your home for Edmonton sports. Right here, rushing the center and down the lane. It is Marshall. Scores! TSN 1260. What's going on, Edmonton? Jason Strudwick Show. The finale is off and running. A lot of people haven't been this excited since the last show of Survivor. Remember that very first season? Was it uh, Dick? Dick and uh, who? Oh, Richard, not Dick Hatch. Yeah, Rick, Richard Hatch. And who was the other one? It was a woman, the, the truck driver. Kelly, are you serious? Yeah, I swear that's her, that was her name. Kelly? Really? Pretty sure it was Kelly. She was a truck driver, wasn't she? A bit of a... There was Susan as well. Thinking of Susan. Susan, maybe. Yeah. Susan looked like she could like throw an anteater across on the air for 90 seconds we're already talking about survival i hate to correct you guys but it was kelly kelly it was kelly richard won defeated kelly by a final vote of four to three yeah richard and he didn't pay his taxes yeah that ended up costing him yeah interesting move remember he lost so much weight so actually he he actually had it was like a million dollar weight loss program he had (laughs) You look great. Didn't he go to jail for that? For losing weight or for... Uh, for, uh, well, not paying no. his taxes? No, I think he did, yeah. I think he did. That'll happen. Apparently rice and coconuts uh, aren't enough to sustain a man who's 260 pounds. Interesting. Okay, so this is Jason Strudwick uh, here on, and uh, this is my last show. For those of you who have uh, been uh, living under a rock, I, I'm moving on to some opportunity outside of, um, of uh, radio. Uh, I'm excited um, to to for the next opportunity, but at the same time, I'm I'm quite uh, quite sad to be leaving here. I've I've been here for uh, two and a half years. I've had a great experience. Uh, I'd like to thank my direct boss, Rob Vavrick. Uh, you know, he he hired me, and uh, honestly, there must have been nights where he thought he should have fired me. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm sorry. It was. I know it wasn't good. I listened back over the first few weeks and. Uh, you know, I literally remember driving here being so nervous, and uh, I don't even know what uh, what I was doing. And uh, you know, Vav, you stuck with me, so thank you for that. And uh, Patrick Cardinal, who also uh, was was a big part of me coming here, so uh, thanks a lot, guys. And Jason Greger, uh, he set the course for this whole thing by by uh, bringing me in. So um, you know, it's a great time. I, I love being here, and it's it's really is hard. You know, I I, I knew it'd be difficult to leave, and I, I love all the listeners. I love all the calls. You know, everyone says it's, it's hard to take the calls. I love the calls and the texts. I, I think they're absolutely awesome. So thanks to everyone who put their, uh, their uh, balls online to call me. And, um, and uh, thanks for listening. It was absolutely awesome. It was absolutely awesome. So we actually have some special guests. Uh, obviously, Connor Halley, you've been uh, with me uh, since Mark Majot moved on. And Connor, I know that uh, I'm a very difficult guy to work for. I require you to have a Slurpee at least every other night. And, um, you know, I ask you to cut it, you cut your hair about every six months. So you're due. Uh, so Connor, thanks a lot for everything you did. It was great, uh, having you here and you've been, uh, helped me out a lot, uh, with everything. It's been a lot of fun. And Mark Majot uh, is here as well. My first uh, producer and really, yes. uh, many people call them my Quan, uh, <laughs> like they did in, uh, what's that movie? Tom Fitzgerald. No, I don't have no idea what either okay. of those references are, <laughs> to be honest. No, what's the one with uh, the Tom Cruise? Yeah, it's not Tom. Cocktail? Co- uh, <laughs> no, the one. Uh, Rain Man? No, the guy where he's the. Uh, oh, Mission, Mission Impossible. No, the one, you know, don't come on. Oh, uh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry oh, Maguire, okay. yeah, not Tom Fitzgerald. But Terry, Jerry, uh, Jerry uh, Maguire, that was his name. Well, thank you. That's and a you high it. So, Michelle, you know what? Let's be honest. Let's 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 just be totally honest. We have about a half a Slurpee in each of us, and we're just rolling <laughs> right now. Did you think we would make it past the first week based on my performance? Yes, I did. <laughs> just because of your sheer optimism, taking us back to the first meeting 
We the first, I guess no. Take back to the first show we ever had. I, I called you in the morning. I said, "Hello, Mr. Strudwick." I believe I did call you, Mr. Strudwick. <laughs> it was buddy. Yeah. Buddy just called me Struddy, and we <laughs> kind of planned out the show. You you have a very special guest. We're going to hear in a couple minutes, and we kind of lined up the show. And you said, "Okay, well, I'll probably be at the station around." Five o'clock. I'm like, <laughs> starts at nine. He's like, well, don't you think we should be preparing? Like, oh, okay, I'll be there at like six. And that was, uh, you, you were so fired up. You didn't want to do a bad job. And your sheer optimism is what kept you going through the first uh, a, a couple weeks. It's uh, you, you started during the uh, NHL lockout sure. in, what, fall of the 12th? So yep. you kind of to dabble in around there. But once hockey season uh, got going around January, you were ready to rumble. Yeah, it definitely improved. Uh well, it couldn't get, you know, when you're at the bottom, there's only one way to go. <laughs> you know, my my, my uh, skill set was low. And I, I, before we get to the very first guest I ever had, we're going to replay part of that because it was something. And we got we got the first guest. I had my cousin, Scott Niedemeyer. I thought, you know, there's 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 one guy I'd love to have on who meant a lot to me as a player uh, and, is, and a bit of inspiration. So I want to have him on and talk with Scott Niedemeyer. And, um, I really, it'll be interesting to hear this. I didn't reintroduce him once. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. And so the next morning, Rob Vavrick, our, our, uh, our boss, he sent us, he sent a Majo and I an email <laughs> and it's, it said, you know what? Uh, I love the energy and I thought the information was good, but it's like, you've never actually done this before. <laughs> and I don't know if he was being serious or sarcastic. And I never wrote back and like, you're right. I never have. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought maybe I'd get fired after that one, but I made it through. So we're going to have a lot of fun. This is the way the show is going to set up tonight. We're going to listen to Scott Niedemeyer for a little bit and hear where I was uh, about two and a half years ago in my skill set. And then we're going to open up phone lines and we'll have some, some times. We'll, we'll, the three of us will tell some funny stories we've had and some, some odd things that to happen during the show. And we'd love to hear from you. We'll open the phone lines at that point. And then we're going to do a final top five. A final top five, and Mark Majot, uh, it was your idea to do the top five, so I, we, we you are actually not so much we, you thought it'd be fitting if you picked the topic, so yes. why don't you say what the topic's going to be, because it is it is very fitting, actually. I, at first, I thought, let's do top five breakup jams, but yeah, we're, not, you're not, we're not really breaking up. This is a, mu- right. we're mutually uncoupling. Exactly. I think that's the proper I mean- <laughs> way to put it. That's what we're going to go with. So we're going to go just top five moving on jams. Move, top five moving on jams. Yes, All right. I think that's pretty fair. So not just breakup jams, just jams when you just want to move on. Maybe starting a new career, you maybe you're starting a new relationship, whatever it is. So top exactly. five moving on so, jams. So that'll be about 9.45. So right now, without uh, further ado, let's hear the very first interview I ever did. And, you know, for those of you at home that are thinking about becoming a, uh, a radio broadcaster, take notes on not what to do. So let's hear this right now. This is myself. Scott Niedermeyer uh, of the Anaheim Ducks, now he's assistant coach there. Uh, my very first interview two and a half years ago. Hit it, Connor. The great Scott Niedermeyer. Scotty, how you doing tonight, buddy? No, I'm doing well, but more importantly, how are you doing? Well, I'm good. You know what I mean? Now that I made it to my first guest, they, they, everyone was telling me that first segment's a real grind, and it, the first 15 minutes, it feel like about an hour, and it wasn't so bad. I actually uh, enjoyed it. You probably were listening down from your home there in Anaheim, right? I'll, I'll be tuning in every night now, for sure. <laughs> well, it'll but, be a uh, lot of gold. No, I, I have full confidence in you, Jake. You're gonna, <laughs> well, anyways, like well. I said, you know, a lot of people were excited when they heard that you were coming on the show. You had an incredible career. Um, and I guess let's just go back to the beginning. Let's start about your time in New Jersey and maybe talk about um, some of the guys that were there that had a really big influence on your career. Yeah, I mean, you know, now that uh, I've been away from the game for a couple of years, you, you kind of think about different things that you probably don't spend time thinking about when you're in the middle of a career or a season. Um, and really, the last couple of years, I just have really obviously realized how fortunate I've been. And that, that did start, well, even before I ended up getting drafted to the Devils, uh, you know, the, the coaches I had as a, as a young player in Cranbrook, British Columbia growing up, uh, coaches I had playing junior hockey in Kamloops, and then to go be drafted by the New Jersey Devils and really, you know, being a kid from Western Canada, I, I knew less than nothing about New Jersey and uh, get down there and, you know, over the next couple of years the team develops into a 
you know, one of the top teams in the league. I, I benefited from playing for some great coaches, Larry Robinson and Jacques Lemaire. Um, and, and probably all, the most important thing for me was the, the teammates, and especially the guys I was on the blue line with, Scott Stevens, Ken Danico, uh, Vyacheslav Fatisov was there, Bruce Driver. I mean, these guys have been in the league for, you know, 10 years, or in Fatisov's case, he's obviously, uh, you know, has had a great career in international hockey. And for, for a young defenseman to, to sit with these guys in the dressing room and play alongside them was really, I think, a perfect situation for me. And um, that, that's really what stands out when I look back uh, at a lot of my careers. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Well, I think you contributed a lot to those victories. But you mentioned a guy named Scott Stevens. And I, I think I speak for almost everyone who ever touched the ice in the NHL and played against him is he had to be one of the most intimidating players to play against. And did you feel that way when you were playing beside him? Yeah, no, he... <laughs> It didn't matter when it was. I mean, in the middle of a Stanley Cup final or a preseason game or in the middle of practice. I mean, he he probably was the most intense player I've, I've played with, uh, the fiercest competitor. Um, you know, he just would want to – he wanted to win at all costs. And um, he's a big, strong guy. He, he loved that part of the game. And uh, I'm just glad that I was on his side. And for the most part, I, I got – clipped a few times in some of the big hits but I uh, definitely wasn't the, the direct recipient of them so I, I feel very fortunate again that, that that was the case. Now you know you were lucky in your first few years you got a chance to go to the, some pretty good playoff runs and then you finally won the cup and, and what was that like that experience I mean unless you've been through I think it's, it's hard to understand what it's like but maybe take us through the emotional and physical toll winning it, your first Stanley Cup of many but that first one was like well, it, you know, it happened in 95. I, I think, well, it was it probably 21, almost 22 at the time. So pretty, still pretty young and naive in a lot of ways. Uh, the year before, in 94, we took the New York Rangers to a seventh game in the Eastern Conference Final. And, um, you know, I, looking back, I, that's, I think, always a, a benefit to a team. when you, you need to sort of experience, like you're saying, what, what it's all about to be in those long playoff runs. Um, how, you know, learn about yourself. How, how can I be better? How can I be at my best through these uh, times? They're, they're difficult physically, uh, mentally. There's plenty of challenges that come your way. And I think we learned a lot about our team in 94 when we lost to the, the Rangers in the conference final. And I learned a lot about myself, and I'm sure most of the other players did as well. And um, we definitely, you know, used that experience the next year and were able to, to win the Stanley Cup the following year. So I think if you look at most teams when they have success, they probably had an experience in the playoffs uh, a year before two three years before where they've kind of seen what it's like they've learned from their mistakes and uh, you know next time around are able to improve on it and win a Stanley Cup and that uh, that's what we did and I you know looking back I probably you know you don't really appreciate it maybe as a young kid you don't realize how hard it is um, later in my career when I was with Anaheim we won the Stanley Cup in 2007 we were I was playing alongside a bunch of guys that had played you know 50 years in the NHL without winning the Stanley Cup and I was thinking back to the fact in my third year you know I was winning the Stanley Cup so uh, you know probably didn't really appreciate it and understand exactly what it does mean but uh, it was neat to see later on what it was like for a guy that's waited that long to win it. Now, what do you think the hardest lesson for a championship team to win is it is it just that maturity to just handle whatever comes at you during a series? Yeah, I mean, I think the the big thing, um, you know, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, you're going to, you know, you're going to get a bad call, you're going to have a lucky break, a lucky bounce. You're probably going to dig yourself into a hole that you're going to have to find a way to to climb out of. You're going to be dealt with a, a bunch of challenges. And as you move along, um, you know, obviously there's a lot more attention. So the media and, and maybe friends and family, and it just it really does evolve as the playoffs go along. And it's a it's a lot different than uh, you know a preseason game or a game in the middle of the season. And uh, the pressure amps up, the excitement, the emotion, and uh, you really have to learn how to handle all those things. And um, you know, as an individual like I said, and as a team, because uh, ultimately, obviously, it's the best team that wins it, and a, a team that can handle those type of things is, is going to have a great shot at it. Now, there's been a lot of uh, players come and go to New Jersey, but the one constant is uh, the general manager, Lou Lamarillo. And I know you have a tremendous amount of respect for each other, but what can you say about Lou, and, and how do you characterize the success he has there on that team? 
Well, he, yeah, he, he's very, very focused on the team. And, you know, that, that really is the bottom line for him. Um, it's not about any one individual, you know, himself included. He, he's not out looking for, you know, a lot of recognition or, you know, splashing his face in, in a lot of places. You rarely, you rarely see him, and he doesn't do a lot of interviews. Um, he's very much dedicated and focused on the organization and the team. And, um, you know, that carries right down through everybody. I mean, that, that's the people he brings in. That's the people he wants there. Um, they have seen a few few players and people come through there that maybe didn't quite buy into that fully, and uh, they weren't there all that long. So he, he knows what he wants, and uh, you know, it, in a game like hockey, I think that is really the the best way to win is to to, to put the team first. It's the only way to win, I think. And uh, you know, I, again, I was fortunate that uh, he was the boss when I was in New Jersey because he he put together some great teams, and uh, you know, I was able to be a part of that and to win three Stanley Cups as a devil. Um, you know, when I got drafted there, I don't think I probably would have dreamed of that, but as it progressed, uh, you know, that was the situation we were in. We felt every year that, that we at least had a chance or we should be competing for a Stanley Cup. Now, you made some incredible plays, and I mean, I, I loved watching you play and, and uh, all the great things you did, but the one play I, I just I can't stop laughing about is every time I think when you kick that jersey. And maybe tell that story a little bit, because it, it is, I love, I pull it up on YouTube all the time. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it always got pulled up in the dressing room when uh, a laugh was needed by some of the guys. Um, yeah, needless to say, uh, you know, I didn't, I don't know how many fighting majors I had in my career. It definitely wasn't many for good reason. But, uh, you know, it was uh, an emotion, emotional game, I guess, with the Rangers. Obviously a big rivalry between the Devils, between us and the Rangers. And, uh, you know, I ended up getting in a, a little bit of a fight. And somehow, I mean, it was, I don't think either of us had had our jerseys tied down. We probably had to fought in. <laughs> three or four years and the next thing I know after the fight I had this jersey it was on my head during the fight and then decided after the fight uh, you know what am I going to do with this thing I had this jersey on my head and I just reacted and, and gave it a little punt and actually I made a, the jersey actually traveled probably about 15 feet which I think is pretty impressive trying to kick a, a limp jersey like that so well, they're um, heavier I'm back glad then, I didn't right? fall down <laughs> <laughs> that was my first ever interview now, if you just joined us, you'd have no idea who it was because I didn't introduce him one time. Now, one time we went, how long was that, Connor? Was that about 11 minutes, 12 minutes? Well, that was only nine minutes, okay. but I, I went through it yeah, pro, uh, pre, like before the show, and yeah, you didn't introduce him once. Like I was saying, no, if you were someone who just tuned in that day and didn't know you were taking over the night show, like, why is Shreds on? What's, who's he talking to? Like, Oh, God, just horrendous. <laughs> But uh, it was a lot of fun. You've gotten a lot better, I will say. No, no, seriously, oh, man. Wow. Like from Thank from you, that man. to now, it's wow. night and day. We didn't have much of a choice. It couldn't <laughs> get much worse. <laughs> we have, you know. we'll have to play some later's. But youth trying to throw to commercial on your first show. <laughs> some of those were the greatest five second clips in the history of AM radio. You know what's funny is that at the time, like it might have been better for me not to even say a word <laughs> and just like stop talking, like. Uh, no, just finish engine and just stop and just go to break. That might have been more informative than what I tried. Like, remember, I think I was saying bye bye. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> ciao ciao. You said ciao ciao at one point. <laughs> I think you said a Vita Zane at one point. It's terrible. All right, I'll tell you what. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna go over the last few years and kind of funny things that happened on the show. And um, there's a few. There's a few that uh, they're not embarrassing. Not, it's not that I'm not proud of them, but they are a little bit embarrassing. So we'll get to a few of those stories. And you're always welcome. There's a bunch of texts coming here at 10, 12, 60. Standard mess rates apply for those bad boys. Then we'll open up the phone lines. And then just after 945, we're going to go through our top five, our last top five. Um, Majo is here with us. Uh, Connor Halley, the three of us will make it happen. And uh, so coming up next, we'll get to some funny stories that happened over the last three years here in the Strudwick Show. Empton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Hey, Struds, it's uh, Nielsen and Fraser. Uh, it's, we're going we're gonna to miss you, buddy. Uh, it's not going to be the same not seeing your face around this building when we finish our show in the morning. Wait a minute. He worked here? In the evenings, yes. We have a show in the evening? Yeah, I don't know if he got paid. I don't know if it was a volunteer thing or, or what, but don't you remember his smiling face? We'd wrap up, he'd be over there prepping and doing interviews and stuff. Oh, I, I just thought he was just here to say hi. No, he's a tall guy. His hairline's kind of thinning a little bit. 
And uh, he's here sometimes in the morning. Yeah. I only remember a guy with a severely thinning hairline. No, no, no. Are no, we no, talking no. about the same yeah, guy? Yeah, no, we're talking about the same guy. Strutty, I mean, so, sorry about phrase here. Let me let me ring, uh, ring the bell here a little bit for you, okay? Former member of the Vancouver Canucks. Okay, now I think I remember Former that guy. member of the New York Rangers. Okay, yeah. Played no, for the Chicago Blackhawks for a little right. bit. Right, okay, a, yes. He was, he was an Islander. Uh, played some playoff games with the Syracuse Crunch. I think his real highlight, though, was playing in Sweden, wasn't it? Yeah, he did play overseas. You're right. Yeah. Switzerland and okay. Sweden. I played okay. in both of those places. All right. Now I remember uh, this guy. Worcester with the Ice Cats. Uh, now you remember him, right? Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. No, no evening sure. guy. He worked here. Yeah, he was here, man. He was, he was here every, na- every night, every evening. Huh. Yeah. Wish, wish I could have met him. Yeah, it would have been nice to have him around. Uh, that, is, that is true. Uh, Strutty, best of luck in wherever you're going. Just remember, it will not be as illustrious as AM radio. Connor McDavid needs a driver, though. So. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's what it is. Best of luck, Strutty. We'll miss you, buddy. This is the Jason Strudwick Show. I've been told that radio's the right place for me because I'm not attractive, but uh, I, I defer with that. I think I'm actually not bad. The Jason Strudwick Show. Yeah, I haven't been on many radio shows where we kick it off like that. On your home for Edmonton sports. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. TSN 1260. Strudwick in. What's up, Edmonton? Jason Strudwick, Shiro here. Uh, lots to get to tonight. Obviously, uh, we're going to have some fun. A lot of texts coming at 10, 12, 60. We'll get to some of those in a moment. Um, I should mention there is there is sports going on, apparently, around uh, us. And Detroit Red Wings lose to Tampa Bay Lightning. I actually bet my nephew, my six-year-old nephew, two Slurpees um, for this. Uh, it was who would pick the most correct series wins. We actually did on the show uh, about two weeks ago. Connor Halley was... And I did it, and uh, I beat him. So a six-year-old will be buying me two large Slurpees. He'll have to crack the old piggy bank. And Uncle Strutty doesn't cut deals. He's got to learn that betting isn't good. And when you bet, you lose. you got to pay the piper. No free rides, eh, guys? <laughs> That's, I've paid out you so many Slurpees over the last two and a half years. <laughs> I really feel bad for that kid. Hey, listen, both of you guys, you can answer this. How many Slurpees do you think we averaged a week? During the summer, it was like three or four a week. It was crazy. And that's like, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> so there's some days I'd bring them in, and there's some days you would bring them in. Like, it, we weren't on the same page in coordinating our Slurpees. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, honestly, during the summer, yeah, three or four a week, easy. What do you think, Connor? Because we, we, you and I kind of got into blizzards for a little bit there. And yeah, there was a streak of blizzards. They were happening quite a bit. I, I think during the winter, we kind of got away from the Slurpees. I know yeah. every once in a while we'd have them, but... The last couple of weeks, I know you, like you mentioned, your nephew Jet was in and he brought in Slurpees. Like this just goes in the Strudway kind of family, hey? Yeah, we do. We love it. We love Slush Cats. We love just pure sugar. Here's a couple of texts coming in. This is pretty funny. I have to say, as a radio host, you were a great hockey player from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's some pretty funny things that happened over the time. And um, I mean, Michelle, we were together a long time. What's. I mean, I, I keep coming back to the same one where I said that people had died. And I wasn't even here for that <laughs> night, too. That was like one of Connor's I know, first. Connor and I were talking about it. I mean, <laughs> that was, we talked about that money, but Connor, I mean, that, I mean, that really is a little, that's probably a little offside. Oh, well, I feel kind of badly. I just announced on the air that someone who's alive is dead. <laughs> yeah, my first ever time working with him. I, I remember I was so nervous, like, oh, gosh, this guy used to play in the NHL. He's going to, I can't screw up or anything, and... Uh, we had Jeff Petrie on, and you used, used that line in the first segment, and I was just like, okay, this is going to be easy. He's very laid back. He's accusing people of being dead that aren't, and then he brings it up to Jeff Petrie before we even get the interview going. So, uh, yeah, that, that was probably one of the funnier moments for me that I can yeah. remember. And then, of course, when the one I, – I don't even remember. It was some guy from Boston that said, called you Steve. Yeah. Yeah, we interviewed a guy, and the whole time – you know, I'm like, uh, great to have you. What on? What I don't even remember his name. And at the very end, he goes, "Did you have it there, Connor?" Uh, yeah, it's slowly loading here. Yeah, I'll, he, I'll have I'm, it for you. I'm like talking, like, "Hey, this is great, whatever." And I like, thanks a lot for that great interview, Mr. Mark Mujo. And the guy ends up, he says this. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Steve. I'm like, what? Steve? Like he, I mean, that was unbelievable. And I mean, this is later on in your career where you yeah. started to mention you're on the Jason Strudwick show how many times? Yeah. 
Well, this is actually, I was pretty legit by this point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think you said it at least four or five times. <laughs> he wasn't clued in. Uh, do you remember the incarnation of One Hockey 101, a very fun segment we used to have on oh, the I love show. Hockey 101. For those who don't know, it's Hockey 101. You'd take on someone from uh, the station here, or you'd take on uh, my, one of my family members <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a contest of, of hockey knowledge. I remember it began, uh, I was away again one night, and uh, you had an intern, Craig, who knew nothing about sports? He was just here to press buttons, and yeah. you were talking about was it was it Bob Probert? I forgot about that guy. Yes. Yeah, he he came in that night. Yes, yeah. He uh, you were talking about Bob Probert, and he said you said oh he's a fighter, Bob Probert, <laughs> and he said oh is he an MMA fighter? <laughs> if I remember correctly, too, I think that was Halloween, and I think you had a costume on, and just just made everything so much more bizarre. But that was we got basic hockey trivia. Uh, that was a good segment. It was so funny. That was so funny about that one. He uh, he was so because he was from Britain or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And he came over and he was like, "Yeah, what about Bob Prober?" And he just yeah, he's a great MMA fighter. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So that's how we, then we started ripping this guy. <laughs> I'll give him an A for effort for trying. Yeah, he, I wouldn't have gone that direction. Just but. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah, give it. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Now the thing that they, and there's a lot of stuff as we were talking off there. We got Mark Majol in the house, Connor Halley, and myself here. Uh, we're kind of reminiscing over the last two and a half years. Um, the, the thing that blew me away, and now I think it's been pretty well documented, my lack of uh, radio expertise to start, and it got better, but I started getting interns quick, and I have to admit, I loved it. I loved it. We should have had those guys on to tell their favorite stories. Because who was there? There was... Uh, well, I think they've all gone on to bigger and better things, yeah. to be honest. We propped them up. Yeah. Uh, we, we began with Avery. Avery, yeah. Avery was the first. Then we had Kyle, Practicile. He was with us for four months. Then we had Mick, the intern. Yeah, Mick, the intern. Yeah. But then we also had yeah, Kyle, Mick, and uh, Avery. Avery. So three, was, yeah. three interns. They all are doing great. I think they're actually calling like NBA finals right now. I think they are right now. <laughs> the dream team. <laughs> the absolute dream team. No, it was, it was pretty funny. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, what during the duration, sorry to step yeah, over no, you, but like you really started following more sports once you got in this role, didn't you? Like yeah. I, you always did like the I did. NFL, I know, but you really kind of took more of an interest in the NFL and the NBA of the CFL. You did the, the Eskimos play on Friday yeah. nights. You'd be breaking down some of those games. Is there a sport that you didn't think you would take to, but you really kind of did? Um, you know what? Soccer. I think soccer is yeah. the one that I, I've, I've come around on it. I, you know, I don't know that I, I love soccer, but I mean, it's something I'll, I'll watch now. Like if there's, if there's not much else going on, I'll take a second and, and take a look at it. Um, but, um, that's the one thing I think I've grown. I have to thank like, um, Sean Fleming, uh, the coach of the U18 or U17 team for Canada. And of course, uh, Steve Sandor, both regular guests trying to teach me of soccer. And before they come on, I always have Connor whisper in the ear like, Hey, Jason doesn't know a lot about soccer. Please help him out. And we did, we got through and it was, it was pretty awesome. It, it was, it was a lot of fun. We've had some really cool guests on the show in your two and a half years. Was there one you were really nervous for? Uh, yeah, the, the most nervous I ever was. And I remember it was just right after we had the uh, Pipeline show, uh, Theo Fleury. The day that Graham James was, um, the day that Graham James was uh, sentenced, I believe. And Theo texted me on Nori. He's like, I'll come on your show tonight if you want to talk about this. And I was just rattled because we had a very open, or he had a very open, honest discussion about you know, what it's like to, to be in that situation where you're abused by a, 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 an elder. And it was unbelievable. And that's probably still one of the most, the most, uh, well, that was for sure the deepest interview we ever did or uh, we ever had on the show. Uh, absolutely. Like we, there's no doubt. I mean, it's one thing to talk about sports, but to talk about that was amazing. That, that was a pretty good uh, eye opener for me about uh, reality and, and what it's like to be, you know, somewhat serious on the show. We haven't even got into the fact that you you turned into a figure skater in the duration of the show. Like there was what? How long were you in Toronto? Was it three uh, months? Three months. Three yeah, months you, that a lot of people didn't even realize. Right? It was so seamless because of technology. It sounded like you yeah. were here, but uh, that was a lot of work <laughs> for you to be on Battle of the Blades and continue to host the show. But honestly, your effort and the product, I don't think, really dipped off. Oh, thanks, but it was it was crazy. It was a long. Yeah, I was there for three months. I did my show every night. Every night, um, you know. I guess we can say it now, but I did miss one night. Uh, we had a bit of a party. <laughs> Do you remember that, Michelle? Well, we were, yeah. We, we were, uh, we were, uh, my partner was, uh, and her husband, um, they're like, let's go out to them. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't. I got to go to work. And then she's like, give me your phone. So she calls Michelle and says, hey, Jason's not coming in tonight. And you said, 
Yeah, I was like, all right, giddy up. <laughs> and that was it. And then he took it over, and uh, it was fine. Yeah, it was a Friday night. Yeah, it was, it was, and we had a really good time. We had a really so good time. It was worth it then. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, before we go to break, there's a lot of text coming in and people asking about different stories. And I think you guys can, I'll, I'll let you two vote on which, which story before we go to break should I tell? I mean, there's so many. There's, I mean, I, I probably, I don't remember a lot of the ones I told, uh, <laughs> but. If you guys had to pick one, what's one of your favorite ones I can tell before we go to break? Connor, have you got one that you like? I'm going to let Mark Majot. Let's okay. get his vote first. Just because uh, I think I've gotten to know over the last couple of years, it seems yeah. like you really were a proud New York Ranger the yes. time you spent there. It seems like you really enjoyed the time there. <laughs> yeah. Could you tell the world's longest shootout story? Oh, the world's longest shootout? Yes. Yeah, well, we could do that. Yeah, we can do that. So um, I think it's been told about a thousand times on this station, but one more would probably be fitting. And Did you complain so, if Led Zeppelin plays Stairway to Heaven? That's true. I mean, yeah, that's... <laughs> People still watch The Godfather, eh? What's happening? <laughs> okay, so uh, we're, in the, uh, we're playing Washington Capitals. I believe uh, Ovechkin was on the team. Uh, he was like a third liner at that point. And um, we get down... Uh, I'm playing. I'm playing forward. Uh, Tom Ray didn't want to win the game that year or that, that time, so he had me at forward. And then they put me up... Uh, Perdor Tutin in the third period breaks his finger, literally goes sideways on him. So they have me play D for the third period. And uh, we get back in the game and we tie. So we're going into overtime. And uh, overtime, I get a couple shifts, which is pretty standard issue at that point. And then we get to the overtime, to the penalty, or just to the uh, shootout. And at that point, I'm like, I'm taking my skates off because I know I'm not getting called. So, you know, everyone's going. It's, it's, uh, uh, Glenquist in one net. We've got the big boy uh, in the other night. Kolzig. Uh, yeah, Kolzig, old, old Kolzig. He's sitting there, and uh, we start going back and forth, and the goalies are in the zone. The goalies are in the zone going back and forth. I think in the first five or six, I think each team scored one goal. Um, and then you know what happens in these shootouts is that the, the goalies stay awesome, but the players get worse. So now you're like you're getting to the point where it doesn't really matter who you send out. As long as they have a stick, you got a chance. So I'm in uh, – I'm like, I've got my skates on. I'm not even kidding. My skates are loosened up, and we get to seven, eight, nine. I'm like, oh man, this is getting interesting. As soon as the tenth guy misses, I'm like, oh my god, like this is getting real. And um, so I'm like, the trainer's like, you better do your skates. I'm like, no, 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 this is gonna happen. Like, it's not that I was nervous. It's literally that I didn't even want to go out there on the ring. I didn't want to go out there. So I'm all, I'm sweating. I put my staff now eleven, twelve, thirteen. I'm like, oh my god, this might actually happen. So. No one scores. So left on the bench, there's myself. There's uh, Merrick Malik, who literally had like uh, hands like a uh, like a seal. Uh, Darius Kasparis, who I think wore boxing gloves underneath his uh, hockey gloves. That's how badly stick handled. And then uh, there was uh, this guy, Fedor Tudor, who broke his finger. His finger was just a mess. So their guy goes down to score. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just absolutely rattled. I'm just like... Oh my God, someone's got to be chosen. So Tom Rennie looks down the bench and you know, when you're in school and he can tell them they're looking at you. We're all sitting there and he's like, strut you up. I'm like, nope, no, I'm not even going to pretend he heard me. I'm not even going to look at him. And sure enough, he's like, strut you up. So, and he look over and he kind of gives me like the, you know, that weird look like, good luck, buddy. So I jump over the box. I uh, go out there. My heart's pounding through my chest. Madison Square Garden. People are going crazy. Uh, and now keep in mind, they scored. So my team is like walking back to the dressing room. They're like, may as well get into the showers first. We're done. So I go up and I shoot. And uh, I was going to deke him. And I said, no, I'm going to get a shot off. And I shoot. And I was trying to go over his shoulder. But it, you know, I think I hit a chip on the ice. And I went under his arm. And that was it. And I scored. And I remember it was pure relief. It wasn't even joy. It was just pure relief. I smacked the glass, went down, high-fived everybody. And then the next round, Merrick Malik did that incredible move. But like when I, it was one of my favorite memories. And it's not even one of joy. It's just of sheer relief. Because if I would have lost that one and not scored, there's no way I would be telling that story right now. No, and there's no way we could see the Merrick Malik highlight that we've seen uh, a yeah, thousand times. Exactly. You mentioned how fired up you were. And that's if you get a chance to watch it, you're breaking arms or fist-pounding the guy oh. so hard on the bench. And you, you almost broke the glass you hit it so hard. Yeah. I literally ripped off, I think, Yager's arm and, and, and slapped him with it. I was so excited. Okay, before we go to break, we got uh, Stacy online. What's on your mind, buddy? <laughs> Jason, what's up, sir? How you doing? Oh, geez, Stacy. Avery, what's going on, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, your last show, I had to call in, pal. I had to tell one story. Here we go. This, for those of you don't know, this is my former intern, Avery, who held down the, held down the uh, interns bothered us for uh, three months. That's correct. That's correct. You know, I remember... 
You sent me to a place called Bliss Conditioning. You're <laughs> <in this> segment. <laughs> and you're already dying with laughter. Bliss Conditioning. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Remember, you had me, host, me host a segment there. It went pretty well. And Jason, I pushed around a 60-pound weight. I lifted medicine balls. And halfway through the segment, we were shooting it. And I had to puke. Listen. I ran to the washroom halfway through the segment. And I realized if I puke... I'll never, really, I'll never hear the end of it. I stood over there realizing, you know what? I can't vomit. I didn't. But when I finished that segment, Jason, yeah. I cramped up in the, I cramped up in TSN six two in TSN four sixty van. I cramped <laughs> up calling you, and you clowned me the rest of the night for that. I remember it I called was you at your house. Segment I've ever done in my life. For media. I, I called you. At, I called you at house that day, and you're like, you're so mad at me, and you said your mom was laughing at you. Oh, she thought it was hysterical. Now, she thought it was the best part of the best thing ever. Now, first, now everything to that story is true, except you saying you were thrown around a sixty pound weight because you weigh about it seventy was 60 pounds. Pounds. Well, the one I pushed was sixty pounds. Six. six what did you push it? You probably pushed out of the way to get to the twenties. That was sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Avery, listen, thank you for your time on the show. You're good luck with, I know you got a lot going on these days in your career. So good luck. And uh, thanks for being part of a show. You're a fun guy. Absolutely, Jason. Best of luck to you, sir, wherever you wind up, my thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, let's take a break. And when you come back, it's time for one of our world famous top five. Uh, Mark Majot started this. During the lockout, when we just couldn't talk about uh, what the potential cap um, situation might be. So when you come back, Connor, myself, and Mark Majot in studio will get to our top five. What do you want? How are you terming this? You're talking it. Your top five moving on. Moving jam. on jams. Yeah. Now I've, I've never actually heard the word jams. Well, you but. are using about six <laughs> times tonight. <laughs> the only time I talked about jam was when I was dunking it. What's happening? Keeping it above the rim. Chris Weber. Oh man, Chris Weber. I should tell that story. All right, we need to have time when we come back. Top five next on the Stradwick Champions Sports. Oh, before we go to break though, Connor Halley, get us up to uh, date with the world of sports. I mean, most people just want HL, but see what you what you got. The Jason Strudwick Show, on your home for Edmonton sports, TSN 1260. We are back and we are rolling. This segment brought to you by the Background Palace Casino. Background Casino is open during construction of a new arena, and they are building a new casino right, right within the new arena. And the Palace Casino is open for your gaming pleasure, West Ham Tomorrow, and I'll be there Saturday night for the Manny Pacquiao and the um, Floyd Mayweather fight. Come on down, say hi. Majo will be there as well as Connor Halley. And if the fight is boring, in the yeah. spirit of Rocky Five, Sturdy and I will box in the parking lot. <laughs> Just like Rocky Balboa and Tommy Gunn. It's going to be absolutely awesome. One big brawl. One big brawl. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so check that out on um, Saturday night at the Palace Casino. Before we get to talk five, yes. <clears throat> when was the last time you were this jacked up for a boxing match? Oh my God. Is it Tyson Lewis? Is it like going way back that far? Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I've I've really kind of gotten disinterested in boxing. Oh, I'm sure you're not alone like, in that. But I think as a sports fan, uh, like, there boxing still kind of holds a uh, something. You know, like if there's two heavyweights, you'd watch that fight, wouldn't you? Yeah, heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. and I like the heavyweights. I think that's the one of the. I'm not a boxing expert, yeah. but there's no one to really carry the heavyweights, and there hasn't been for a while. You know, and I'll, I'll tell. I think the last time I watched a main event. I believe it was the evening that uh, Mike Tyson bit Holyfield's ear. Wow. Jamie McClendon was having one of his 70s parties <laughs> at his goalie institute at the time. I was there. And I remember watching that. It lasted not, very, you know, not too long because of that yep. whole mess. And uh, the party was incredible. The fight was terrible. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> okay, this is, one ever, this is our last top five. We came up with this concept during the lockout. Uh, Majo and I, uh, Connor and I have done some as well. So this is it. This is the, Majo, you, you tell us what the, the perfect description of this top five is. We'll go five to yes. one. This is top five moving on jams. Jason's okay. moving on. It's time for a change. So top five jams you want to throw on when it's time to make a change. Time to make a change. All right. So let's start up like this. Um, 
We'll go from five up to one. Now, some of the songs we have uh, some, some audio for. Others will just describe it. So, I'll tell you what, Mark Majot, you're the guest here. Well, you start number five. Uh, I'm going to go a song that you actually made popular with a couple of your Kamloops Blazers teammates. Here we go. I'm going to go with a So Hard to Say Goodbye. Oh, no, you, no, you sang Into the Road. Into the Road, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go So Hard to Say Goodbye by Boys to Men. That is kind of a breakup jam, but they're talking about moving on, so... And you love Boys to Men. You I love, love 90s R&B. I still love Boys That's to Men. one thing you know. You, you're yeah. a good defenseman. You're a father, and you love Boys to Men. The, harmony, I know the harmony in the end, end road is unbelievable. Uh, Connor Halley, who do you got at number five, my man? I'm not going to lie. It's hard for me to like rank these one to five. They're all just so meaningful. They really talk to me. It's hard for you to say goodbye? Oh, you nailed it. <laughs> no, I, my number five, I'm going to go with the song, and it's only it's here because it's from The Office, and when Michael Scott was leaving and he thought he was going to be moving on, <laughs> kind and generous, Natalie yeah. Merchant really speaks to yeah. me. Classic. You, you hit, hit a lot of people's targets on that. Uh, for me, So Long Farewell from, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this show. It was uh, an older one. Sound of Music? Thank you. I didn't remember what it was called. Sound of Music. <laughs> and I always loved that. I remember the kids are going to sleep. And they have all lined up. There's eight of them or something. These people are really busy uh, this period of life. And they're, they're going on. They're uh, singing goodnight, uh, so long, farewell, and boom. They're out the door. So that's my uh, number five of the uh, parting songs. You know, I've never seen The Sound of Music. Oh, classic show. Yeah? Should, do you think I should... Oh, I should be watching uh, that soon. Well, don't don't like kill yourself. But okay. if there's something there, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who do you got number four, uh, Mr. Mark Mojo? Oh, I'm gonna go with uh, Stronger. And um, there's a song by Kanye West called Stronger. I'm yes. not gonna pick that one. We're gonna yeah. go Stronger by Kelly Clarkson because I I think what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think you've become a very strong broadcaster in your two and a half years in the big chair here in the Glass Palace. Thank you, buddy. Okay, uh, Connor Halley. Who do you got number four, bud? I love that that pick, Mojo. I was going to go oh, with thanks, Since You've Been Gone, but Struts hasn't been gone yet. So That's fair. That'll, I will not go be... with any Kelly Clarkson tonight. Next Wednesday's Top 5. <laughs> since, yeah, <laughs> top exactly. 5 Missing Strudwick James. Recovery exactly. songs. Uh, my number four, actually Crush brought this one up to me. Never Let You Go, KC and the Sunshine Band. Oh, Mad. wow. Yeah, good song. Crusher's a gentle soul. Yeah, that'd be Crush's, uh, if that was his ear, eh? <laughs> Crusher's about, his, his clock's turn up on 50 pretty soon, I think, on that guy, isn't it? Well, yeah. technically. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like he was a heartbreaker in his day. Hey? Oh, He's a good-looking guy. Very attractive, man. There's no doubt about it. And at four, I just can't have a top five list without having a song from my one of my idols, Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. So at four, it really has nothing to do with anything, but when I walk out of the bar and they play Sweet Caroline, <laughs> I know that I've had a good time. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good choice. <laughs> uh, number three, I believe it's our first CanCon clip, and I believe, we, do we have a clip here, Connor? Yes, we do. I just have to quickly find it because okay. I've got a lot of audio well, going here. I'll, I'll talk about it, though. It's by an artist named Neil Young. You went Neil Diamond. I went Neil Young. Uh, Long May You Run. This is uh, a song that Neil Young played on Conan O'Brien's last episode of The Tonight Show. It's, it it's a fairly good message. Who doesn't like Neil Young? I actually don't. No? No. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. No. Well, I'm sorry, then. No, now that my time's over in radio, I can be honest. I'm going to tell you a lot of things I don't like about the world, and Neil Young is not one of them, or is one of those Like his music like. or just his personality? Uh, I think I'd like to see him clean it up a bit. Maybe. You don't like rocking in the free world? Free world yeah, or he's, he's got like a... Old man? I, I know. I heard him interviewed one time on Howard Stern. He's got a real cool story, but he's got some of his voice. I don't like it. This is a great tune. Black people listen to this music? No, I don't. This is my white half speaking. <laughs> <laughs> this is my dad's side coming out in me right now. So number three is The Long May You Run by Neil okay. Young. We've got a lot of text coming in here. Right now we're doing uh, top five parting songs. I'm leaving. It's my last night. Text coming in here. Strutty, I have no idea what the question is, but as I started to tune in, but the answer is you two with or without you. And that's a real sad one. That's, that's a real uh, sad song. And... I think that's more like a uh, maybe a last call at uh, Barry T's, and uh, very sad. Moving on out by Billy Joel. It's hey, moving up actually. Oh, moving up, moving no, because I'm moving out. Anthony's song. Strutty, anytime, Sweet Caroline's the best. Absolutely. Okay, Connor, that's your at number uh, three. Number three, Strutt. See, I don't even have that many songs about moving on. I've I've lived a pretty good life, pretty sheltered, and, you know, lived in Edmonton my whole time. So I just kind of started going to graduation songs, and you know what came up was Graduation by Vitamin C. That's a good song. It's okay. Yeah. That's why yeah. it's number three, though. I mean... Yeah. 
No, it's it's. I probably would have had that around six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for mine, for number three, I mean, this is a classic, and I, I, one of the all-time greats, and I, I know for certainty, this man's passed away. One of the true great ones. I, I'll actually call him USA's songbird, Mr. John Dever singing "Leaving on a Jet Plane." Absolute classic. Absolute classic. Such a good song. This guy was a legend. At number three, I have "Leaving on a Jet Plane" by U.S. Songbird. John Denver. So that means that's our top two. Now we've all over the top two all around. Mark Wajot, we're doing our top two moving on songs. Oh, yes. uh, what have you got now at number two, my man? I'm gonna, my hipster now is going to shine. I'm going to go Float On by Modest Modest. I keep saying Modest Mouse. It's Modest Mouse. Float yeah. On by Modest Mouse. I don't know if you're familiar with that jam, but it's a very happy tune about, hey, some bad stuff's going to happen, but we'll all float on. All right. All right. You know, yeah, exactly. That's one <laughs> of the lyrics. I don't think I really know that one. Uh, you should, I'll, I'll make a mixtape for you. Oh, I love mixtapes. Okay. We have to get into our mixtapes. Oh, that, that'll come up as well. Now, Connor Halley, who do you got at number two, my man? Oh, I got to go to my graduation song. I think it's oh, yeah. uh, great for, song. for the Seinfeld fans, right? Wasn't this the one they used in their yes. last episode? Uh, yes. Uh, Green Day, Good Riddance. That's mine. When I played uh, with the Vancouver, Trevor Lynn was traded Islanders. And we came uh, back to play there. Or this, so Islanders came back to play. The, Trevor Lynn, they played this while they showed his highlight package. It was I was tearing up there. I was trying to fight Gino Ojek at the same time, but I was like, one eye was tearing, the other one was swelling up for getting beat up. <laughs> okay, number two. This one, uh, again, I, I can't have a top five list. My last type, top five list on TSN 12.6. I can't have a top five list without Neil Diamond about this next guy. Michael Jackson. Beat it. Now, there's some people who are saying beat it, Strutty. <laughs> well, you'll get your wish, people. You'll get your wish. So, number two of my parting songs, Beat It. A little bit harsher than some of the other ones we've heard. But, I mean, you'd appreciate this oh, as, I, a, I as, a, as a black man. I, and a wonderful <laughs> dancer. And a very attractive man. Thank you. Um, you do love Michael Jackson quite a bit. I love You're a Michael. Big fan of MJ. I remember uh, Halloween, you demanded, you, ne- <laughs> you, you never demanded anything, but you demanded every break we come back to oh. Thriller. <laughs> if I could, if, if, if our boss Vav would have killed me, I would have had Thriller basically every break. I love the song Thriller. The video? It's one of the greatest videos ever, if not the greatest music video ever. You know, if anyone's wondering what to get me for my birthday, the leather jacket Michael Jackson wears in that video is sick. I would wear that. I would. I would wear that all over the place. If someone knows I can get one of those at a, at a reasonable price, let's go for it. Do you want to have a fun fact about the Thriller music video? Go ahead. Do you know that Carlton Banks, aka Alfonso Ribeiro, yeah. is one of the dancing zombies in the music video? Oh, really? Yes. Oh my God! Carlton from Fresh Prince. Before he was really yes, he was a dancer. I could dance actually. Good, I know. It's quite. I met him in a bar one time. You met Carlton in a bar? I swear to God, yeah. Really? Yeah, him. It was. I met Carlton, uh, Dennis Rodman, and uh, who's the girl he was dating? Carmen Electra. Really? All three. I mean, were were they together? uh, They were all the same area. All three of us, and all three of them. And listen, it wasn't like I was partying with them, but I was. I was like, "Hey, uh, Carlton, can you dance for me?" He's like, "Yeah," and he danced that crazy. You know, he does that side <laughs> thing. And Dennis Rodman looked like he could literally eat Carmen Electra. He was so much bigger than her. And Carmen's tiny; she's like a little hobbit. And she is small. Other than the small feet, if she had big feet, she'd be a hobbit. A beautiful <laughs> one, though. Okay, so that gets us to number one of our going away top five parting songs. Been a very crazy. Everyone's had good, well, not everyone, but we've had top four, our top four, our, our bottom four. Now, Mark Majot, you're number one. This is where we really find out what kind of human beings we are. Go yes. ahead. Uh, I can really give the song no introduction. Connor, do you have it queued up? Oh, boy. Well, it's all right. Traveling Wheelberries. <laughs> I absolutely love this song. I love Great this song. group. End of the line, man. Unbelievable. Well done. Very well done. Really well done. No, oh, thank you. I okay. appreciate that. I just like listening to that, too. Uh, it's a great song. It's a great song. I don't really want to turn it off. No, it's a great song. There's no need to. Connor, who do you got at number one? Well, I had to go with a guy that really uh, speaks to my soul, and the, t- the song title is Goodbye. I wanted you for life. <laughs> Jeez. You and me. I'm tearing up, Struts. Who's whose song is this? Come on, you know, you know who this is. 
Is this, uh... Is this Liberace? <laughs> Close, Did Liberace Labra sing? Oh, no, oh, yeah. Li Lionel Richie. There you go. Wow, this is really emotional, eh? I wanted to play hello, but it didn't seem fitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with goodbye <laughs> by Lionel Richie. I think it's a good song. It's a good song. Um, all right. So this leaves my number one song. And uh, this song, I have told this story before. And I'll tell again before we get to the song. I was in uh, high school. And it was a school dance. And <laughs> and uh, this girl, uh, I, was, I just got a new polo white shirt. You know these polo shirts you can get? And um, it's $50. And listen, uh, I didn't have $50 to splash around. And I don't know if my mom bought it, my mom, dad bought it, or I bought it for me. Whatever, 50 bucks is a lot of money. Was this from Randy River? No, this is actual polo. Oh, wow. Uh, actual, Ralph Lauren. Oh. Ralph Lauren shirt with I a little horse. you bought it, though. You told me you bought it. This is your yeah, money. Was it? Then I probably did. I threw, so I get this $50, 50, uh, $50 of Ralph Lauren polo shirt. I go to the dance, and this song starts playing. Hold on. Don't play it yet. And while it's playing, I can... I start hearing her sniffling. She's crying on my shoulder. Next thing I know, makeup everywhere on my shoulder. And I could never clean out. So I wore this for one dance, and uh, it was gone again. $50 blown. I know the girl's name. I won't reveal who it was. I hope she found happiness after that. I know she had happiness at that moment. But uh, anyways, my number one parting song, uh, Boys to Men, End of the Road. Let's see what we got here. Oh, jeez. Somewhere there's a, a young woman crying. She knows she owes me a, uh, a Ralph Lauren polo shirt. If everyone has one, they need a grad sale. I'll come and pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> got free time now, right? I got some time to kill. <laughs> so there you go. There it is. Our top five parting songs all the way around. It's pretty good. Very well done. Connor, interesting selections. Give you a lot of credit. You're trying to show off my sensitive side. You know, you always paint me out to be the bad guy, the mean <laughs> one, the angry one, and just showing you who I really am. I absolutely love it. Now, we're going to take a break here, going out to Boys to Men. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines, and then we're going to have some of my favorite interviews we had over the time, or the ones we liked. So, on the backside of this break, phone lines will be open. You can call in, chirp me. If you want to talk about sports, we can do that as well. Then we'll get back to something serious. Can you imagine? Majola loves this. Oh, it's a good tune. Still tearing up. I know. Maybe it was you. Was it you on my shoulder that day? Were you on that grassy knoll? <laughs> How old would I have to be for that even to be? Would have been a bit young. <laughs> Maybe that was inappropriate. <laughs> Let's take a break here on the show. When we come back, we'll have open line time. 72-444-1260. A lot of texts. We'll get some of the funniest ones coming up next here on Jason Stratton. Show on Empty Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Struddy, you know, it was pretty fun working with you, doing the pregame show, coming on the postgame the odd time, having you carve us on the pipeline show for taking that extra two minutes of your time. But as always, your insights were bang on. I loved hearing your stories from guys that played on the World Junior Team and their experiences that they had. But uh, in all seriousness, it was a blast to work with you. You'll be sorely missed at this station. Good luck in whatever you're going to do. And just remember, Gabe Kaplan is still alive. Take care, buddy.